we need that dopamine fix. We need to feel rewarded, feel excited about life. So when dopamine is depleted, you start to lack motivation. You couldn't be bothered. You need a lot to get you satisfied. So the initial couple of glasses of alcohol will increase dopamine. But the problem is after reaching that euphoric state with alcohol, you feel really conversive and you're social and you feel you can open the doors to communicating when you've got that dopamine hit. But in time, these dopamine receptors, in layman's terms, get fried. From Thrivalist, this is the Sober Not Sorry podcast with your host, Lucy Quick. As the leading destination to change your relationship with alcohol in an empowered way, Thrivalist will help you free yourself from the alcohol trap and create a life so wondrous you won't want to escape from it anymore. Hello everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited that you're tuning into this really powerful episode, which is focused on what happens to our brain and our brain chemistry and our neurotransmitters when we abuse alcohol and how we can balance out our brain chemistry and depleted neurotransmitters naturally and holistically. And so this is such an incredibly informative episode for anyone who's at the beginning of their sober journey or even, you know, six months in. And I wish that this was a topic I knew more about myself when I first got sober, because it would have really helped me with overcoming my cravings and potentially not turning to sugar as much to support myself with those alcohol cravings. And so when I started my sober journey and started to create Thrivalist, along with ex-co-founder Jen, we stumbled across some incredibly fascinating research about the importance of balancing our brain chemistry to support us with overcoming alcohol addiction. Alcohol abuse can really deplete our brain neurotransmitters, especially serotonin, acetylcholine, dopamine, and GABA. So it's really vital that we balance these out in early sobriety to really just help us feel our best and to really overcome those alcohol cravings. The human body is made up of about 20% protein and the building blocks for these proteins are known as amino acids. Amino acid therapy is the specialized supplementation of amino acids to support the body and the brain in healing from addiction. And as part of the Thrivalist Signature Sobriety course, we use a really effective system to self-diagnose brain chemistry depletion and provide protocols to support you with naturally balancing out your brain chemistry and boosting neurotransmitters. And so for this episode, I sat down with Vanita Dahia, who is a passionate specialist in the fields of science-based nutrition and environmental medicine. She has extensive experience as a pharmacist in both conventional and integrative medicine, and she is an encyclopedia when it comes to biochemistry. And just a reminder that you can get 20% off the Signature Sobriety course at checkout. Just use the coupon SOBERNOTSORRY when you sign up. Now, on to the episode. So, Vanita, would you like to begin by describing what it is that you do? I am a pharmacist, naturopath, nutritionist, and I've completed my fellowship in anti-aging and regenerative medicine. So what I do is really connect the dots from a biochemical perspective, work holistically with patients 
so that we're treading in both. We don't denigrate the pharmaceutical realm. We actually use a lot of the natural therapies, but with science-based, evidence-based, validated testing, as well as nutritional supplementation. So the idea is to actually get people over the line and maintain optimal health, utilizing all the modalities that we have available. Wow. So a real holistic approach to, I guess, living our best, healthiest, longest lives. Absolutely. That's the only way to to actually reach your optimal health. A lot of people will find that they'll only treat a symptom. Often one can go to a doctor and a doctor would ask the symptoms and they'll treat the symptoms, but they don't treat the underlying drivers or the causes behind it. And Vanita, can you just explain what biochemistry means. Okay, so nothing operates in our body without chemical reactions. So we make our hormones and they are steroid hormones and they interact with each other just as well as the neurotransmitters are actually brain hormones. And they they are excitatory ones, they are inhibitory ones, ones that get us up and going and one that ones that keep us nice and calm. When there's an imbalance of them, we can tend to have mental health issues. We can also have behavioral issues such as addictions, etc. And so biochemistry allows us to go further upstream and find out, okay, what is it that makes that dopamine or the serotonin? And how can we actually put that back into the system naturally, whether it is through foods or whether it is through supplementation? to help correct the chemistries rather than actually, you know, if you consider SSRI, which is used for depression, it's really suppressing, it stands for serotonin, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor. So it's inhibiting the end product of serotonin. What we want to do as an integrative practitioner is actually say, well, we know that there's a little bit of depression there. So therefore, we need to upregulate the natural manufacturing of that serotonin. And that's the reason why we would look at what actually makes that serotonin. So it'll be tryptophan and 5-hydroxytryptophan and various nutrients. And that is what we actually look at. Okay, where is it found in food? Is food enough? Do we actually need to supplement accordingly? Amazing. And so can you explain just quickly, obviously I know what a neurotransmitter is, but for any of our listeners who may not understand exactly what a neurotransmitter is. Yeah. Yeah. Just like we have our sex hormones like testosterone to get the libido up or estrogens to get our fertility up, et cetera. Our brain actually operates with neurotransmitters. These are little chemicals that actually allow one neuron to fire to the other, and they all work like a little orchestra. So in other words, they work in harmony with each other. If you actually incorporate one neurotransmitter above another, you will find that there'll be a problem over time because they upset the other neurotransmitters. So these are actually brain chemicals that are either made in the gut or they're made in the brain. Okay. And I find this whole 
beautiful area that you work in, so powerful for women who are in the beginning stages of their sobriety, whether that's the first week or even considering sobriety or even months in, because the work that you do is so important to uncover the real root causes for why we may have this addictive behavior in our life or why we're numbing out or running away from a situation and trying to hide behind alcohol. And so everything that you described then in terms of what biochemistry is, is so aligned to the work that we do at Thrivalist and also understanding those deeper root causes and sorting them out in a natural way, holistically. Absolutely. And Vanita, can you talk a little bit about what happens to the body and the brain when we drink alcohol? Firstly, short term. And then secondly, long-term, if we're drinking in a way that's unhealthy, so more than sort of the standard, 10 standard drinks a week, which is what the government regulations state as healthy. (laughs) (laughs) We both know that zero is the healthy amount of alcohol that anybody can drink. Do you know alcohol is actually considered to be, I guess, the anesthetic that allows us to numb life and allow us to endure life? So what happens to the brain when alcohol is taken? In a short term, you will find that alcohol, particularly let's look at a woman who is perhaps going through perimenopause. Her hormone levels, her sex hormone levels actually drops. And because the sex hormone levels are peaked at the age of 20 or 30, we in our reproductive years, and as we age, it declines. But the one hormone that declines significantly is in actual fact progesterone. And a lack of progesterone not only causes all the hormonal issues that we typically know as perimenopause or menopause, hot flushes, mood swings, irritability, et cetera, and it also causes sleeplessness. But a lot of women would come to me and say, hey, you know, just that glass or two of alcohol allows me to sleep better or allows me to feel less anxious. And the reason is that progesterone actually makes another hormone which stimulates GABA, which is a neurotransmitter that is found in the brain. And GABA allows us to feel nice and calm and relaxed. If you don't have GABA, you feel anxious, you feel irritable, you feel angry, you feel aggressive, etc. And so GABA allows you to also maintain sleep. So these women who would possibly drink alcohol to help them sleep, it's working on the GABA pathways. But on the same token, initially, we need that dopamine fix. We need to feel rewarded, feel excited about life. So when dopamine is depleted, you start to lack motivation. You couldn't be bothered. You need a lot to get you satisfied. So the initial couple of glasses of alcohol will increase dopamine. But the problem is that after reaching that euphoric state with alcohol, you feel really conversive and you're social and you feel you can open the doors to communicating when you've got that dopamine hit. But in time, these dopamine receptors, dopamine work on specific receptors as a pre and prosynaptic cleft. And what happens is the dopamine fires across that neurosynaptic cleft to actually work as a neurotransmitter. Those receptors, in layman's terms, get fried. 
So what does that mean? We look at genetics and we understand exactly where the mutations and the polymorphisms exist. So we can actually determine the DRD3 receptors would be associated with male genetic associations with what we call familial hyperalcoholism. The DRD2 receptors, these are all dopamine receptors, could be associated with suicide or suicidal thoughts. So we see that dopamine then because the receptors are not functioning now, chronic alcohol consumption, so we need more and more alcohol to get that same level of euphoria, but you never get to that happy state ever because it's always a notch down, just like somebody who's perhaps taking a substance abuse. You will find that they would have that dopamine hit. They feel euphoric. They feel amazing. It increases dopamine up to 10 times initially with a smaller dose. But in time, as the dopamine receptors become defective, then dopamine starts to drive down. That means that you need a much more alcohol to get some hit, but you don't get that same initial hit. And this mm-hmm. is why dopamine, as I said, all of these neurotransmitters work in line with each other. This is why it slows down serotonin. It slows down GABA and people become more anxious. They feel more sad. They feel brain fogged. Even acetylcholine, which is another neurotransmitter, actually gets driven down with chronic and sustained use of alcohol. Mm, So it's really wiping out that whole neurotransmitter function in our brain. And so everything's not working as it's supposed to. So we feel like shit. So in basic <laughs> exactly, terms. exactly. Wow. People feel slow and alcohol is so acidic as well. So alcohol mm. wipes out the lining of the gut and guess when serotonin and GABA is made? It's made in the gut. So wow. that if your gut is wiped out, then you'll have gastrointestinal issues. You might have food intolerances. You might have indigestion or some typically known as hypochlorhydria. All of these factors affect the gut microbiome and the gut brain axis is a direct highway between the gut and the brain. So chronic alcohol is acidic. If I pour acid over anything, it'll corrode whatever you pour it on. So imagine that constant consumption of alcohol will eventually corrode the insides of the gut. So it not only affects, alcohol doesn't only affect the neurotransmitters, it affects everything, virtually every organ system. And so what you said earlier, it's almost like a bit of a cycle. So do you find a lot of your clients drink because their neurotransmitters aren't firing correctly because of hormonal shifts going on, such as reaching perimenopausal stages? So as you mentioned, progesterone just naturally drops which means that we're craving that GABA. So we reach for a drink to get that same really short-term boost of GABA and dopamine, yeah, to feel good, but then it's actually wiping out or what was the term you used? Wiping out the microbiome, which is where the immunity lives. Okay, sure. And the dopamine receptors are just being completely fried. Fried. I use the word fried. fried. (laughs) But we do, we do, we can actually measure those receptors and the activity of all those receptors is through a gene test as well. And so then in terms of if this just keeps going on forever and ever and ever, and it's so interesting because you mentioned 
obviously when we first start drinking, that high we get, and it's the same as drugs, when we first start taking drugs, the high is so intense and extreme. And then over time, it becomes less and less and less to the point where I know for me towards the end of my drinking, I wasn't really getting any high at all. In fact, the moment I started drinking, it would be very shortly the feel-good feeling and then it would be a very fast decline to needing more because I just felt so horrible. And so over time, what actually happens to those neurotransmitters? Are they completely wiped out or... Yeah, over time, to- you will find mm. that predominantly. Look, some people start taking alcohol because perhaps they have a stressed event or their jobs are, or their domestic situation might be stressful for them and they find that alcohol might be useful for them. But over time, chronic alcohol consumption actually drives down the production and the outcome of the levels of neurotransmitters. So you'll see low GABA, that leads to anxiety and insomnia. You can't maintain sleep. You'll find low levels of serotonin with chronic alcohol use. They feel sad. They even have suicidal ideations. They feel worthless. They feel hopeless. They don't feel like they want to communicate. They feel they want to be isolated from environments. Initially, they'd feel wonderful because that just opens. It's sort of like a key that allows them to be loose and social and excitable and socially adept. Whereas chronic alcohol will actually drive down acetylcholine as well. So this is a hormone that is irresponsible for mental acuity, concentration. This is why alcohol and drinking don't go hand in hand. So you can't think, you can't remember, you can't focus, your muscle eye coordination drives down. Now, the other thing that it does bugger up is glutamate and histamine. These are two neurotransmitters that are terribly excitatory. If you are ready to change your relationship with alcohol, then you're in the right place. The Thrivalist membership is a holistic approach to sobriety. It combines everything you need to free yourself from the alcohol trap and create the life of your dreams with coaching, community, and courses like the Signature Sobriety Course, which holds your hand and guides you through the process of building an incredible sober life. To save 20% off the Signature Sobriety course, use the coupon SOBERNOTSORRY at checkout. Now, back to the episode. So some people will actually develop allergies or mental health conditions associated with histamine release. So therefore, these are patients that may have to limit the amount of amines in their diet because they now they suddenly have allergies that they never had before which are brought on by alcohol. Absolutely. Chronic prolonged use of alcohol can actually bugger up. So it drives down the good neurotransmitters and builds up the ones that are terribly excitotoxic. It's toxic to the brain. Toxic to the brain. And before you mentioned alcohol and drinking don't go hand in hand, but I think you meant driving. Is that right? That's right. Uh, Sorry, alcohol. Sorry (laughs) about that. That is fine. Yeah. But the same applies to alcohol and certain drugs. Certain prescription drugs, they actually don't go well with alcohol. Simple Mm. things that we use day to day, cold and flu remedies, paracetamol, ibuprofen, they terribly, you'll see severe adverse effects with the addition of alcohol. Yeah. And so many women 
who come to Thrivalist are taking an SSRI as I was for many years. I was taking Zoloft Mm. whilst drinking. Can you tell me about what happens to us when we drink while taking an SSRI or SS? It's actually SNRI, serotonin or adrenaline reuptake inhibitors. So basically when you're using any prescription drugs that fights with alcohol, it potentiates the effect of alcohol and it actually allows you to feel less coordinated, you definitely will find that your driving would be significantly impaired. Your thinking capacity will be very much impaired. And all of this alcohol, when the alcohol hits the liver, two enzymes, alcohol dehydrogenase, converts alcohol to acetaldehyde. Now, acetaldehyde is a poison to the body. It's about 20 to 30 times more toxic than alcohol. So the poor liver has to not only cope with the drugs, but it also has to cope with detoxifying the alcohol. So the liver is compromised. Look, the liver actually processes about 30 mils, which is just over a tablespoon of alcohol in one hour. So the poor liver says, "Uh -uh, I can't cope with this. So what actually happens is the acetaldehyde now starts to poison the body. And that's the mechanism by which some of the drugs interfere with alcohol and some of your cognition abilities interfere with alcohol. Very scary. Very scary. Yeah, you're right. And so, Vanita, as you know, it's rivalist. We use the Braverman test so that our community can self-diagnose any neurotransmitter deficiencies and then go on to support themselves through natural supplements, diet, breath work, all of those sorts of practices to then, I guess, correct those deficiencies in the brain. Can you talk a little bit more about your experience with working with the Braverman test and how someone can go about using the Braverman test to then go and support their neurotransmitter deficiencies? The work that Thrivalist does is go much deeper than psychotherapy only. It incorporates psychotherapy plus looks at those neurotransmitter imbalances. Now, Dr. Eric Braverman is the founder of the Braverman Test, and he has actually characterized each of these neurotransmitters on the basis of physical attributes, personality attributes, the mental attention attributes, all of those sorts of factors. And so the Braverman Test covers every neurotransmitter from all of those lenses So that we can, by answering the questions in the Braverman test, we can actually use that information as practitioners to determine which neurotransmitter is significantly reduced, which one is increased, which one really needs attention. And using this test allows us to be able to, one, identify which neurotransmitter is out of balance, two, how we can actually replenish those neurotransmitters, whether it is through food, through exercise, through supplementation. And there's some very powerful supplements that can be used. So the Braverman test is a fantastic test that allows us, and it's relatively accessible 
through the Thrivalist program, it allows us to actually dig deeper and find out, okay, this alcohol has actually caused a lot of damage. To what extent has that actually caused the damage to my neurotransmitters? So neurotransmitters, as I mentioned earlier, they don't work independently. They work in harmony with each other. So as one neurotransmitter will go down, another might go up. And this is why you will find that chronic alcohol consumption might drive dopamine down and you'll feel hopeless. You'll have the same rumination of thoughts. You would have lack of motivation, lack of reward, lack of get up and go. And in line with that, dopamine will also drive down serotonin. So the Braverman mm -hmm. test allows us to actually really take a lens to what our neurotransmitters are doing. And that's a questionnaire. Of course, there are other modalities that can be used. You can use a specific pathology test that can also identify that. But the Braverman test is so valuable because it really allows you to use a host of questions that will able to give us a sort of a guide as to where, which ones, which neurotransmitters are deficient, which ones are excessive. Once we know that, as health practitioners, we can replenish them or drive them down very easily. Yes. Thank you for that. That was an amazing answer. And there are a few key neurotransmitters that clients and tribalist members normally have deficiencies in being GABA, dopamine, serotonin. These are like the top three. And there are ways for us to replenish these neurotransmitters on our own. Obviously, the best next step is to then go and see a practitioner like yourself and then have that pathology test and that, I guess, that deeper look at how to really boost those neurotransmitters. But just for someone who's at home and wanting to do this on their own as a first step, do you think that looking at, so for instance, if we look at someone who has a depleted dopamine levels in their brain, what would you sort of suggest? And obviously in alignment with the Braverman test would be a good way to self boost those dopamine, dopamine store. Yeah. 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 So if the Braverman test has identified dopamine as an example, look, we're talking about many neurotransmitters, but let's just put a spotlight onto dopamine. Number one, we need to boost up the natural production of dopamine. So we can do this through diet. And so foods such as bananas, almonds, cottage cheese, chicken, these are agents that are high in two amino acids tyrosine and phenylalanine. Those two amino acids are needed to make dopamine, all right? As a practitioner, we might find that we might need to use things like mucuna, tyrosine, phenylalanine as a supplement. There are obviously other agents that can be used to help build up dopamine. Some of the herbs can also be used. Now, in conjunction with that, we find that lifestyle and dietary advice is so important. So not only the diet, but also lifestyle. So a patient might need to consider to avoid that entrenched addiction, you might need to consider lifestyle changes like alternate nostril breathing, which is a pranic breathing exercise. That's to balance the left and right brain. Or there might be a need to perform certain exercises. Might be gentle walking or qigong or tai chi. These are ways that you can start to rewire the brain and increase by doing the appropriate breathing or pranayama exercises. These allow us to increase the oxygenation in the brain. Remember, 
alcohol has damaged, it's caused neuroinflammation. So these lifestyle changes are absolutely important to drive down that neuroinflammation. And obviously there are, as you mentioned before, a number of different neurotransmitters, so we can't really go through all of them. But just in terms of the amino acid supplementation, these can actually be purchased. So you can actually go online, you can do the Braverman test yourself, you can self-diagnose any brain neurotransmitter depletions and then go on to purchase the amino acids. And then the next step would be to book him with you. Is that right? To then do a, a more so kind of the, blood work. The first thing I would suggest that once you want to actually take action, the Thrivalous program is brilliant in that it incorporates the psychotherapy component, the neurotransmitter component, and the appropriate guidance and advice from a lifestyle, from a supplemental perspective. But from a supplemental perspective, as a health practitioner, I go much deeper. I look at what the damage to the liver is. So we use specific herbs. We use specific amino acids. Now, I have written two books. One is called Alchemy of the Mind, and the other one is called Alchemy of Amino Acids. And these books actually delve right deeper. There's a chapter on addictions in the book called Alchemy of the Mind, What we do is then tailor an amino acid formulation based on the results of the Braverman test or a pathology test. Once we know which neurotransmitters are out of balance, we know we need glutamine and glycine and taurine to make GABA. We need tyrosine and phenylalanine to make dopamine. We need serotonin, such as your tryptophan, 5-hydroxytryptophan, together with its cofactors to make serotonin. So we then tailor an amino acid formulation that is specially personalized and compounded, custom compounded for the patient based on the Braverman test results or based on their pathology results. Remember, you can measure neurotransmitters through a urine test. You can measure amino acids through a plasma test. So these are the avenues that are available, most of which are not covered through the Medicare system, but are available. And by doing this, you're actually digging right down into the underlying causes and drivers behind, one, the addiction, two, the neurotransmitter imbalance, three, the nutrient depletion that the alcohol has eventually produced. And can you reverse the effects that the alcohol has had on the brain and the neurotransmitters? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. The body has amazing capacity to heal. So it incorporates, it's just not fixing up the chemistries. That's the area I specialize in. Mm. But it's not only dealing with chemistries. It is all the good work of Thrivalist that allows a patient to actually really get what the alcohol is doing to them and how you can take the initial steps to actually get the, the, the healing capacity started. Mm, okay? So it's a real some, holistic approach. It is absolutely, mm. yes. And some patients might find that just using the Thriveless program is sufficient. Others find, look, they have much more complex mental health challenges and that therefore requires a more tailored approach. Yeah, absolutely. Vanita, one of the supplements that we recommend our Thriveless members take at the beginning of 
their sober journey is L-glutamine to really help them with overcoming cravings. Can you talk a little bit about this specific supplement? Mm. L-glutamine is in actual fact the most abundant amino acid found in any protein food source. L-glutamine is needed right from the start. It is brilliant for any form of addictions. Taking about 500 milligrams three times a day would be a really good start to actually addressing the addictive behavior. But L-glutamine works in the gut because it works as a prebiotic in the gut. But L-glutamine also is a precursor to the manufacture of the most excitotoxic neurotransmitter called glutamate. So glutamine synthesized to glutamate. We need enough glutamate, otherwise your body doesn't function. And that glutamate then is synthesized into an inhibitory, a very important inhibitory neurotransmitter, which is GABA, which we've spoken about. So GABA is needed for us to feel nice and calm and relaxed and and enjoy a deep sleep. When GABA is out of balance, we feel totally anxious. We start to ruminate the same thoughts. We worry, we fearful and so forth. So when these neurotransmitters, they definitely need to be in our body, but when they are out of balance, they cause a problem. So glutamine has been shown, there are plenty studies in the literature that have shown that glutamine, very, very powerful in addressing the damage that alcohol is causing to the liver and the addictive behavior. So how long do you think it would take someone from when they started to go down this path of self-diagnosing brain chemistry deficiencies and then going about replenishing them until they start feeling better? Generally, now this is only general because it depends entirely on what patients are doing in its entirety, how they're addressing their diet, how they're managing their lifestyle and their exercise. If they're not doing any of those, they'll be on supplements for a long time. But if they are taking on board all the guidance and the advice that the health practitioner provides for them and take their supplements, we see a significant improvement within a three-month period. Mm. And they might get off all their all their supplements within a six-month period. But each person is different. Okay. So there's no one-size-fits-all approach. And so, so it's possible for people to take this for a three- to six-month period window without it being a sort of longer term thing? Generally, one never needs to take supplements forever. That's the golden rule. You're using supplementation, whether it's herbal, whether it's amino acids, whether it is nutrients, etc., to correct your chemistry. So identification of the chemistry is important. We don't play guessing games. We really need to know exactly where you are. And we can see yourself where you are, where you should be. We know what it is and what is involved in activating and balancing those very neurotransmitters. And by balancing the neurotransmitters, you're then able to firstly stop your cravings. Secondly, start feeling normal again, start stop feeling like you need to have an anesthetic to numb the pain of life. You know, you really need to actually be able to correct the chemistries. And once you've corrected the chemistries, it's really easy to open the door to some of the psychotherapy or mind-body medicine techniques. Because then you could say, I often talk to people and say, look, you've got to do a little bit of meditation. And they say, oh, I've tried, that doesn't work. 
And it's only once you've actually rectified the chemistries, then you'll find that, hey, I've tried that meditation and it actually, I can sit through it. I can do, I feel better doing this. So, mm. yes, so <laughs> hope I've answered that question for you. You have. I mean, <laughs> essentially neurotransmitters make up a huge component of how we feel and how we are able to go about life and complete tasks, do our job, feel good, exercise, all of those sorts of things. So without them being in a healthy, I guess, do you say like a normal level? What do you say? Healthy yeah, levels? in a balanced level. Yeah. Balanced I mean, level. you know, man is so smart. Man goes off to the moon and back. But generally, the statistics clearly show that man cannot manage their mind. Mm. And this is the reason why the statistics for depression and, and addictions and so forth is potentially increased significantly. And it's mm. increasing all the time. So as a result of that, we would like to actually acknowledge the fact that we do need to take on board the thrivalist program and approach to examine those neurotransmitters and fix them, really, mm. put them back into balance. And so, Vanita, how do people who may be wanting more than just the Braverman test find you? You can look me up. My website is called vanitatahir.com and I work and consult from Empowered Health Clinic in Blackburn, that's in Melbourne, and we conduct both Zoom calls worldwide or else face-to-face. Fantastic. I'm going to link all of the show notes plus your contact details into this podcast. So thank you so much. This has been such a fascinating conversation. I know this is going to support so many people at the beginning or, you know, midway into their sober journey. So thank you, Vanita, for being here. So grateful. Thank you. It's a real honor and keep up the good work, Lucy, at Thrivalist. And that's it for the podcast this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed the episode and we'll be back next week. Lots of love. If you're not 100% sure about joining Thrivalist just yet, I'd like to direct you towards some free resources to get you started right away on your sober curious journey. You can head over to our website at www.thrivalistsobriety.com and read our member reviews. When you read about other women's success stories, it serves as a huge inspiration to get you started on your own. If we can do it, so can you. You can also head to the resources section of our website and listen to a guided future self meditation or calculate how much you'll save by taking a break from drinking. Plus, we've got loads of other free resources for you over there. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, join our free Facebook community, and please reach out anytime you may need some support at info at thrivalistsobriety.com. <laughs>